You're listening to Back Into the Fire. Old school wrestling fans shooting on the greatest wrestling organization in the world, the National Wrestling Alliance. In this episode, we wrap up the year by taking a look at the greatest hits and misses of the NWA in 2020, and we make our predictions for what the NWA might do in 2021. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Back Into the Fire podcast, the second best podcast that covers everything wrestling and the first best that covers the NWA. My name is Mr. Joey Till, joined here by Mr. Andy Hayworth. Howdy. And the reason I say Mr. is sort of a tribute tonight, because we'll be... um, Thinking first and foremost about uh, Mr. Brody Lee, uh, John Huber, who uh, lost a really shocking diagnosis to a um, a lung ailment. I don't exactly know what happened, and I don't know if we'll find out. But no, that was really uh, was really sad. Actually, I was really shocked to hear that. I know that he hadn't been on AEW in a long time. It seemed like, and uh, right. I don't know. They said it wasn't COVID related, but it's sad all the same, no matter what it was. Uh, he was younger than we are. So, yeah. Yeah. Just shocking. I mean, uh, of course, we don't really discuss too much AEW on here, obviously, but uh, but we do follow it. And um, yeah, we noticed um, the lack of his presence on that show for the last couple of months here. And we're wondering. And unfortunately, this is the answer we get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Never a good way to start off a show talking about someone who's passed away, but it seems like it's been far too many of them this year, at least. And this is just, you know, the end yeah. to what's been a pretty awful year, honestly, for everything. Terrible, which um, brings us to the theme of tonight's show. It's going to be a 2020 wrap-up show, since this will be our last podcast for 2020. And uh, once again, it feels like we're doing an autopsy here of, of the WA, but what we're going to try to do is go over things that were actually hits, uh, you know, the positives as well as the misses, the um, negatives. And I don't know, I feel like there's more negatives and positives, but I, I think all things being equal, if, if, if you have to sort of think back to the very early part of the year when the NWA was doing some really incredible stuff. So we'll certainly right. talk about those, those highlights, I think. I think there is more positive uh, than we think, perhaps, and uh, we'll certainly get into some of that stuff. Definitely some positives, and, and you're right. It almost feels like the first two months of wrestling this year were, were not even part of this year because it just feels like, um, you know, the year started when COVID hit, and that was pretty much the entire year. But, of course, there were a few months before that. There's been not a lot of NWA news lately, but we've heard two things here just in the last 24 hours or so. One being that Zicky Dice, his contract is running out and right. he won't be with the NWA anymore for better or for worse. I don't, I, I like the guy, but I, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good personality for wrestling. Um, as a heel, he's pretty dislikable. 
Is that even a word? Dislikable. Um, but anyway, he's a, he's a good talent, a good heel, and um, he'll land uh, somewhere. My bet would be AEW when it all shakes out. He just seems like the type of personality who'd fit right in there. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. He looks like he could just slide into AEW and start harassing everybody over there very mm-hmm. easily. I think that would be a great place for him, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, and and there was another little piece of news, too. Nick Aldis was on a podcast recently, and I, I can't recall the name of it, but he, he basically said the UWN is not an NWA product, which is what we've been saying all along, mm-hmm. too. And he said that in 2021, power will be back. So hmm. I don't know. I mean, that can mean December of 2021. But right. uh, I mean, it's good to hear that that he thinks that power will be back, because if we can get power back, I don't know. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be power in California or power in Atlanta, but we got to get it back somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing time you're talking about power it just makes me think of well the the power was shut off and we've been trying to get the power turned back on for the better part of a year now and uh no kidding all this says we'll have power in 2021 so we'll see i hope so i certainly hope so mr aldis must have a crystal ball or something because i think a lot of it would depend on progress against the virus so i guess he's pretty being pretty optimistic about that well, and like I said, it, it could be December 31st of 2021 when power comes back. We we don't really know. I mean, you know, there's a year we have to, it, it could be any time. I, I feel like they would have an easier time doing it in Georgia, maybe than in California, which seems to be, you know, really hit hard by the pandemic right now. So, yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just said, well, you know, we have Thunder Studios here in Long Beach. We can just work out of this and maybe they'll have some sparse crowds. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. All right. Well, do you want to go ahead and talk about our 2020 hits and misses? Absolutely. I think there's some obvious ones and we'll start out with the with the positive, I guess. Kind of want to start at the, maybe the the most insignificant ones up to the most important ones. Sounds good. I'll start off uh, the whole Sal Renaro angle. I really um, like, you know, he he was the the lovable jobber friend for Mae Valentine and uh, set up nicely as the the jealous object of, um, and I can't even remember his name now, damn it. Royce Isaacs. Royce Isaacs, <laughs> yeah. That angle was definitely going in a, in a classic, tight wrestling direction until you know everything folded in yeah i i agree and you know we have to think way way back uh, for when the last time we saw sal renaro which would have been maybe what early spring of this year maybe but yeah you know he he came in as like you said a jobber and, and didn't really they didn't do a lot with him and then he injured his arm and suddenly they said hey let's get this guy on commentary let's let's get him involved in this may valentine plot and it really worked mm-hmm. well i mean he was great in that capacity um i'm going to have to sort of segue off of that though talking about may valentine that was one of my misses i think for the nwa for this year oh, yeah. because they they didn't do anything with her i don't know what whether she was planning to be a wrestler or a valet i just d- didn't know what her what their plans for for may valentine were and uh it's a shame because 
it would have been interesting to see what they did with her, but they just never did anything really with her besides the jealousy plot there with Royce. Yeah, I don't I don't think she I don't think she'd ever wrestled. I think she had done some some reporting or something like that outside of wrestling. But um yeah, I guess she was gonna be a just there as a as a valet, which gosh, you don't really see valets in wrestling anymore, which kind of interesting uh you usually have you know a manager or a manager slash wrestler or something like that i i wasn't a big fan of that as well i mean interestingly she showed up on uwn sort of as a ringside you know interviewer so that was in some of the more recent episodes but i have a hard time understanding like who she is and how she you know connects up with wrestling but we're i guess we'll find out maybe one day yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder. Well, I guess she's still an employee of NWA if she was on UWN. So I was just wondering if we'd, we'll see her again on Power, but uh, she won't have uh, Royce Isaacs there. Um, no. So I don't know what her role would be. Uh, another positive was the, the Pope or De Pope or Elijah Burke um, showing up on UWN and capturing the TV title. Uh, from Zicky Dice in a really uh, a, sort of a bizarre match. It uh, started off, we we didn't even think the match was going to be able to happen. No, that <laughs> that was a really bizarre match. Uh, if I recall, it started out with sort of an, a ringside assault, and there were some mm-hmm. chairs and tables involved, and, and somehow um, Pope managed to pull off a victory in this one. And I loved that arc for him because you, you remember he was a bit of a heel in uh, power, Right, uh, he he had a, a, a aligned himself with what was it the bouncers maybe from the Ring bouncers of Honor? from Ring of Honor, yeah. God, that seems so long ago, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, but uh, that was a that was a great comeback and a good move for him. He's such a good speaker, and uh, he's got mm-hmm. that Dusty Rhodes uh, vibe coming off of him. Really Definitely. great guy. Yeah, so which we could kind of parlay that into a miss. Um, as much as we like Zicky Dice, the whole um, really slimy um, spitting incident, and and mm. you know, to to even though I'm you know it's obviously a work, sort of did not look very good. Um, no, particularly given the climate, you know, a, a white guy spitting on a black guy was kind of cringy, to be honest with you to me the, no you're right that was that was really bad um and you know let's not forget there's a a, a virus going around so yeah let, you know spitting on people it's just not good it's uh, yeah it's that's horrible. true good point I, you know as much as i like him i really hated seeing him do that i, I don't know if it was a heel turn because he's always sort of been a heel but yeah he just became a very nasty individual and it just wasn't, it wasn't my favorite thing on UWN. And I don't know, uh, we'll see what he does wherever his career takes him from here on out. But that was a kind of a, a awful way to end Zicky Dice on, on with the, on NWA, the NWA as being, yeah, as being this disgusting human being. Yeah, for sure. So what else good happened this year in the NWA? Well, I, I think they were on track to some really cool stuff with Ring of Honor. Um, the Ring of Honor collaborations they had, you know, we mentioned that Pope was working with the bouncers. Right. Um, Nick Aldis had this build up to a match with Marty Skrull. 
there were some other guys involved that had been showing up on power, and that was really, really good. In fact, you know, if the Crockett Cup had happened, this thing would have been a showcase for both of these organizations, I think. And, and I, right. I'd totally forgotten about this, but do you remember when Aldous dressed up as a security guard and he crashed the party mm-hmm. in Concord, North Carolina at mm-hmm. a Ring of Honor event? Brilliant. I mean, I, I want to see him do more stuff like that. Aldous definitely needs needs something, some sort of angle, because honestly, looking at his matches that we've seen on UWN that really don't have much of a build up at all um they just sort of fell fell flat i guess um the mike bennett match um yeah just from the start that match was just blah you know it just it never got going i mean all this we know he's a he's a good wrestler we've seen him in you know matches against cody rhodes and um and uh other talent uh, on that level but um but right now he just doesn't look inspired to to do anything much no you're absolutely right he particularly on the uwn matches and there was that dark match that was on the recent episode of shockwave and i can't even remember who he wrestled it was one of their their sort of lower card guys but you know, Nick Aldis looks completely bored and unhappy uh, mm-hmm. doing this UWN stuff, and um, he needs he needs a guy that can that can you know bring him up. And like you were talking right. about the Co- Cody Rhodes match was one of the greatest matches I think I've like ever seen, at least in this pantheon of new wrestlers that we followed. Yeah. And also, and all his Marty Skrull matches too were. Oh good. yeah, 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 and you know I've always said that it would be interesting for plot development if he were to, you know, actually drop that belt at some point. But right now is definitely not the time for him to swap a belt around because there's just no story. There's no buildup. It would be pointless. So when he gets established again, I think that might be something we might see in the future for sure. I've, I've got something to say about that belt, but we'll talk about that in our predictions Uh-oh. section. Moving on. You know, while we complained about Aldis, uh, we finally got to look at his uh, manager slash insurance policy slash valet slash bodyguard, Camille. We definitely like what we saw from her matches on uh, primetime. Um, and, uh, you know, there's the one lost episode from Power. I, I know she hasn't, you know, wrestled anybody with a name necessarily, but just excited to see her in the ring. Um, I'm sure Joe Galley was as well. You know, <laughs> and he, he was yelling about her spear, you know, going over finally. I don't know, man. But anyway. Yeah, no, you're correct. Uh, you know, Joe Galley, you know, really put the punctuation there on, on um, a buildup that had been happening since the very first episode of Power in October 2019, uh, where we finally meet Camille. And boy, they kept that storyline, the Camille, the silent insurance policy. They they maintained that all the way to the very end. And uh, sure did. We, we finally get to see, I mean, you know, if this had been an AEW thing, the, the whole storyline would have been over and done with in a week and a half <laughs> week or something. So, uh, but they did a good job with her, I think, it, almost to the point of it being like maddening. You know, are they, is mm-hmm. she going to speak this week? What's the big deal? And when we see her wrestle, she's vicious. She has good ring psychology. 
Um, she looks great in the ring and, um, yeah, I want to see more of that. I really want to see her do more stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She definitely has a good ring presence. Um, you know, just never with a smile on her face, never in a good mood, which, which is kind of, kind of refreshing to see about a few more misses here. You know, one of the, the things that happened with Camille and the spear and she ended up spearing Tim storm. Oh yeah. On one of the early episodes of, of power, which reminds me of that terrible uh, gimmick feud between Tim storm and uh, I believe his name was Danny deals. Oh yeah. You couldn't even find any information on I mean, who is Danny deals. It's like some person they just made up basically. Right. Mom. Well, I think they were just, he was just mama storm for the first mm -hmm. little while there. And then I think later they did reveal him to be Danny deals, but yeah, that thing didn't go anywhere. I guess it was an interesting, an interesting gimmick they were trying to work there with Mama Storm and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know that that was that was a kind of a weird one for me too. It was it was strange. And then they brought in um, the former wrestler that Tim Storm uh, should have put his name in the notes here. Maybe you remember his name. Um, oh, Jax Dane. Yeah, Jax Dane. And, uh, yeah, the guy, they, because I spent like two weeks researching Jack Stane and Tim Storm and never could find the match that was held in Tex, te, where where was that? Texoma? Texoma. <laughs> I was going to say Texarkana, but no, that's not it. No, it's a smaller it, it, town. <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, that Texoma wrestling was the wrestling promotion that was linked to the Tiger King guy. So, <laughs> and so before the Tiger King documentaries came out on Netflix, I had encountered this Joe Exotic wrestling crap on YouTube. And I thought, what is all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And I'll be damned if like a couple of months later, here's Tiger King on Netflix. Tiger King. Yeah. It's crazy. In, in fact, I think there was a video that, that NWA posted. It would have been in the early days of COVID where, Tim Storm was talking about meeting the Tiger King, you know. So that's right. That's right. What what a bizarre uh, intersection of pop culture and and just freakishness. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It really is. It just kind of makes you think how how small the world is. Really, stuff like that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, Tim Storm certainly felt the the wrath of. Um, strictly business and, and we'd have to mention that that was a good little um angle sort of a play on the the horseman there that was that looked like it was really going in a in a good direction um before covid and of course yeah. it was um the wild cards you know latimer and isaac and uh nick aldis and uh camille i guess sort right. of comprised that unit and uh Sawyer camille Seemed like she could probably compete as well as any of the men, to be honest with you. But uh, it was it was fun, and it, it kind of, like I said, brought back that that four horsemen type um, mentality to the NWA. Yeah, the the NWA had their own little stable for a little while there, and uh, I, again, we we really didn't get to see them, you know, enact a lot of stuff because it just all sort of, you know, I think they probably shot all that at the beginning of the year and. Mm -hmm. Had to stretch it out a little bit, but man, I tell you, I would still buy one of those tracksuit jackets. Those things were awesome. 
the red uh, strictly business jackets. I don't know why they jackets. just didn't go ahead and start marketing those, man. I, I'm sure they could have charged a decent amount for them and, and made some money off of that. We should have stolen the idea and started making our own or something. You know, it is a, it is a shame that, um, you know, talking about merchandising reminds me of, I don't know that they're selling any merch right now on their website. And they're if they're not selling merchandise, that's probably because they got rid of their operations manager a few weeks ago. That was Maureen Tracy, yep. who I think we, we talked about on our last show, probably the person that was really running everything behind the scenes. But that's definitely one of the one of the the, the uh, misses of the year is that they've lost so many people, you know, whether it's Maureen Tracy or Dave Lagana that got caught up in that very questionable uh, Me Too scandal. Yeah. You know, they got it. They need people that are going to handle things like this. You know, like they need a creative team is what they need right now. Yeah, I, I, I can't see Billy Corgan handling all that. So um, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he he's going to have to, um, you know, I, I imagine that maybe somebody like Aldous could do some of the creative, but certainly not all of it. They're going to need PR people out there and all. So, yeah, um, the losses of talent from the NWA was sort of disturbing. I mean, you almost have to feel good for some people. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Starks, Colt Cabana, Eddie Kingston, even Thunder Rosa, who will still call part of the NWA, but the rest of them went on to greener pastures or at least to make greener um, bank, I'm sure, from going to AEW, <laughs> even though I don't think AEW is a better product. No, it's not a better product, but it is a big national stage. And, you know, I have to say, you know, NWA wasn't utilizing Eddie Kingston well. They they weren't utilizing nope. Ricky Starks very well. And that was something that he's been very upfront about is that he was trying mm-hmm. to learn, but couldn't get people to really help him out. Yeah. And, um, you know, Colt Cabana is still kind of Colt Cabana. So, yeah, he's just the same, I guess, wherever he goes. You know, so I don't know that AEW has helped or harmed him in any way. He still does the same stuff, but Mm -hmm. I mean, Starks right to the top, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston right to the top. Yeah. You know, Thunder Rosa um, is in that dispute with, you know, Britt Baker. People are still talking about her match with Serena Deeb on, on AEW as being one of the best women's matches they've ever had on there, which is amazing to hear that. Yeah, I think anything that Thunder Rosa or Serena Deeb is on that program is probably the best um, women's match on there. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, you know, um, I don't know how the woman has time to, to eat or sleep, to be honest, because she's doing so much. Seems like she's she's got to be just flying back and forth between Texas and Jacksonville constantly. Um, plus, heading up her own promotion mission, pro wrestling, right? Yeah, and uh, even she had to go out to California. You know, it's almost like a, an old school um, territory type wrestler having to travel a lot. It's kind of what she's doing right now. It seems like. Yeah, I you know, I probably would say the number one hit uh, of NWA this year is definitely just 
just say Thunder Rosa, period. Um, oh, yeah. And you, for all those things you just said, her own promotion, her willingness to go coast to coast to to, to do these matches that, you know, who, how, how do we even know how many people are watching these things in California? But, you know, yeah. you know, at AEW, they have a pretty significant audience. And she's on the dark show. She's on the main show. She's, you know, going up against their world champion. Um I mean, I don't, you're right. I don't know when she finds time to sleep, but she's really making a name for herself. They're still sort of looking at her as an outsider on AEW, which gives me hope that she's still with the NWA and will be going forward. Uh, honestly, I, I, it would almost shock me if she ends up with the NWA long term as popular as she is right now on AEW. So I guess we could enjoy her while she's linked to the promotion but um unless the nwa does something amazing i don't know how they can hold on to to somebody like her in the long term yeah i agree and you know that was you know if we think way way back to january one of the highlights that would be on the nwa reel would be her match with allison k where she claimed the nwa ladies uh title Now, of course, she's since dropped that title Mm -hmm. on a UWN show to Serena D, but it's not even a bad thing because that title moving over to AEW, you know, every week we see Serena D waving around that NWA strap. It's good for the organization, honestly. And I think Thunder Rosa will get it back at some point. Yeah, I I think so, too. I, I think she will. A few more negatives. The Circle Squared program. Uh, Yeah. I like the concept of the the matches, but I didn't like the the beginning part with the um, the commentary, mostly by people who we don't know who they are. We don't know, you know, why do they have a, a valuable comment? What's the deal? Why do they? Why do we need all that? Why can't we just have some wrestlers or occasionally have some, you know, maybe some legend guests or something show up on there to to judge some of this stuff? Um, I agree, and and I I liked those shows, but I did have it on my miss list as well because yeah, the execution was a little off, and we saw some great matches on there. Uh, Hawks Airy, that team was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had George South, who who you know, oh, George if you grew yeah. up watching wrestling like we did, you know, he was like the ultimate job guy that Ric Flair yeah. loved to work with. He was about as closest to these. These 20-minute match jobbers that AEW have now, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, he pulled some really old-school moves out. And, you know, and, and then that ladies' match that we had, uh, Danny Jordan and Freya the Slayer. I, I see Hell both yeah. of these women on AEW from time to time now. So, mm-hmm. yep. But uh, NWA, they, they did the show, The Circle Squared, and it just— I don't know. There was voting involved somewhere, but nothing really happened with it. and. Uh, of course, COVID hit and then it shut down everything. So we'll never know. But but like you said, I didn't like that uh, smart mark peanut gallery that was attached to it myself. So we're going to have to talk about it. The biggest miss for the year for the NWA had to have been Carnyland. Oh, <laughs> both of us agreed that this was there's just something wrong from the start about this whole thing and the way it lined up. It was um, it's apparently all in Lagana's hands because it, 
I must say, thankfully, most of the, the production part of it went away with Lagana. You know, I feel like a heel for hating Carnyland so much because so many people thought it was wonderful. And I am just uh-huh. not one of those wrestling fans. You know what I mean? And I don't find yeah. um, Firefly Funhouse or whatever that crap is on Raw funny either, consequently. so I think that's gone and they set it on fire or something. I don't, I don't know. The, the, the problem with Carnyland for me was simply, I just didn't get it. I didn't get where they were going with it. And I hated, I hated the production of it. It's, it, it just yeah. felt cheap. And I mean, but now I'll tell you, looking back now that we haven't seen really anything creative from the NWA in a long time, uh, I would even welcome that to come back now just to see these guys do something again. But, uh, but it only had yeah. two episodes and then they tried to do the, I guess we have to talk about the Patreon site, which is, oh yeah. I, I don't know it, 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 what sort of benefits these guys get other than just seeing some, some stuff early from time to time. So seeing some stuff early and, but well, if you pay $50 a month, you get to sit on the town council or whatever and talk it's to. It's just so, so meaningless though. Gripe to people about how they missed the NWA, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, and you know, I don't even know what they're trying to do with that anymore. It still exists. The the it Patreon does. I saw does. something the other day about it was going to occur. You know, I mean, but, at least if you think back to the to the summer, at least someone was trying to to gin up some action over there on Facebook, and uh-huh. and they were you know posting questions like what's what's the Mount Rushmore of NWA look like, and people oh, yeah, would get yeah. on and, and discuss and. Uh, there was some additional content, like the girl talk sort of content. And mm-hmm. uh, Eli Drake had a, I don't know what that was, a show where he just talked about whatever was on his mind. But Yeah, he just sort of sat there and yeah. complained mostly. Um, but all that is sort of just faded away now. And now we're just left with a, a, a handful of guys and a handful of belts and uh, and, and not a lot <laughs> yeah, of work right everybody now. Everybody has so. a belt. Just about, yeah, and and you know I, we didn't really mention it, but the belts have have almost all changed hands here just very recently. Uh, Trevor Murdoch, you know, got that. Uh, what was that? The uh, Amer- the, uh, the national. national title. Yeah, yeah, won that from Aaron Stevens in a bizarre match, but uh, uh, and the tag belts have have changed over Aaron to Stevens uh, and. Uh. <laughs> What's the guy, the fake question mark? Yeah, the fake question mark. That's definitely a miss for me right there. Now, I was never a huge question mark fan, but I'll take take the original question mark over that Kratos guy any day. Kratos, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Who knows? Maybe by the time NWA comes back, they'll just reset all the belts and have a tournament or something because really it's going to be, is it going to be Kratos and Aaron Stevens or is it the, old question mark going to come back and take take that place but well that's a good question uh old question mark we always speculated was uh um, oh, festivus no not festivus what josephus josephus i was like jericho no that's not jerry no josephus where has he been we haven't seen anything from him we haven't seen tim no. storm um there are a couple guys we haven't really seen anything from uh nope. since since the pandemic began really and uh i'm just wondering you know are they okay uh what what happened to melina did she go leave or melina i, I mean yeah that's a name you haven't heard in a while nah i heard she was 
thinking about going back to WWE, but I don't think that's happened. I mean, I know we lost uh, Allison Kay and uh, Tasha Steeles. I don't know about Marty and and uh, I think Marty's other gone ladies, also. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't leave many people left to hold up the organization, <sighs> and they they already had a thin roster anyway. Yeah, it's 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 all up in the air. Unfortunately, it sure is. Well, uh, did you want to move ahead to our predictions for 2021? Yeah, that sounds good. I have five. Yeah. So what I think we could just go back and forth and then uh, see. Maybe we'll have some of the same ones. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. At the end of the year, we could actually look back at this list and see if any of them came true. <laughs> if we make it that that long. So I did this, I'm going to have to say, I did this predictions list before I got the information about um, all this saying that it would be back. But my first prediction is that we will see live NWA before the end of 2021. Yep. I I, I concur. I had that. I also had written that. That was probably the first thing I wrote down. And then I saw Aldous's comment. So, um, yeah, I I stuck with it. I was like, "Eh, I'm going to, hey. Yeah, no, it's good. It's um, again, whether that's a product we see filmed in the South or filmed on the West Coast, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? We just need to see. We need to see power. We need to see storylines. We need to see NWA people, uh, not intermixed with these other promotions, preferably. Yeah, it's just optimism. So let's just put it out there in the universe and see if it actually happens. There you go. Well, here's here's a weird one that I because we I was thinking about Tim Storm and mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Tim Storm return. I think Nick Aldis has made it pretty clear and Billy that uh, Aldis and Tim Storm are sort of the foundation of the organization. Now I, I'm assuming he's still working with them, but I think he'll return. But it would be interesting to see him in a I don't know if Booker is the right word, but like a commissioner type role almost because. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how much longer he wants to wrestle. Uh, he, you know, he's he's good wrestling, but right. I could, but he he looks so professional when he has a suit on and he speaks so eloquently. Um, like if he's on commentary, I could see him almost being like you know Triple H's to yeah. NXT or something like that. Yeah, that would that would that would be a really good a good role, and they'd be smart to use him in a role like that, and just have him occasionally. Yeah, he's just been around the block so long on there. You know, they've made it clear he's probably not going to get the the world title again. Um, but uh, it would be neat to see him in a role like that. And, you know, if he has to get into a fight every now and then with somebody, then, you know, hey, that's that would be good, too. I like that one. My second prediction is that Nick Aldis uh, will eventually have a conversation with his old buddy Cody Rhodes and will appear on AEW a la Thunder Rosa. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. I just feel like um I felt like that was going to happen before but it didn't but uh but yeah, now that the AEW's realized how, you know, good Thunder Rosa has been for their uh show, I think they might try to go for maybe some more NWA talent on loan, so to speak. You know, that's that would be a good thing. And it kind of makes you wonder why he hasn't been on there already. 
I hope if he shows up on the AEW, he kind of torpedoes them like he did with the Ring of Honor and Charlotte there. Oh, that he, would you be know, cool. <laughs> kind of comes in and does a hit job on somebody and flashes the uh, the title belt and, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to see that. Yeah, I, I sort of had a Nick Aldis thing and prediction in my list as well. And and I, I mentioned it earlier, so I, I think he'll finally drop the title. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be this year. But again, if he does it, it, there has to be a foundation to it. He can't just drop it to drop it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, nor would I expect him to do that. Um, I think he's he's enjoyed holding that title and he's been a good, you know, standard bearer for the organization. And uh right. You know, it, 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 for him to lose that, it has to be something tremendous, like to a Cody or uh, something like that again. Hmm. Well, that's interesting because my third prediction does have him dropping the title, although um, not quite as extravagant as ha- bringing in a Cody Rhodes or somebody. But I, I think that uh, by the end of the year, Trevor Murdoch will win the NWA World <laughs> title. Whoa! <laughs> that's my that's my left field prediction right there. That that is a dark horse prediction there. But you know, when he won the national title, he he misspoke and said he was a world champion. So maybe yes. maybe he was uh, it's a little he was predicting his own fate a little there. Maybe some prophecy <laughs> right there, and that's what I'm going with. So <laughs> Freudian slip, maybe. Yep. There you uh, go. Yeah, well, if we're talking about flipping titles here. I think Thunderosa is going to get it back at some point here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they haven't really threatened Serena Deeb losing it to anyone. I, no. know, I mean, how many more matches can Thunderosa and Serena Deeb have? They've had like what four in the last couple months or something like that. Uh, yeah. But I think Thunderosa has to get it. But when she gets it back, there might be people who want it, like Camille. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I um. I said the same thing. I, uh, Thunder Rosa will regain the women's title. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe it will be not her getting it first, but maybe C- Camille will beat Serena Deeb. And then, you know, eventually Camille and Thunder Rosa battle over the title. I don't know. But I, I think one way or the other, she's going to win it back this year. Uh, Camille and Thunderosa. That's kind of a, a fantasy, uh, fantasy match right now. I mean, I would love to see that. Um, I think back to that really vicious match that uh, Thunderosa had with Priscilla Kelly over at Primetime Live. Mm-hmm. That's one of the better matches I remember seeing all year. I mean, she went. They both went a long time. It's vicious, but um, I would love to see Thunderosa Camille. Man, that would be great. I think it'll happen. Well, you know, there there's already talk of, um, I think, Thunder Rosa and Allison Kay are going to be in a cage match or something, which would be very interesting to uh, uh That'd to be see. great. <laughs> that would be good. I don't know I mean, where this is. Yeah. I think it might be set up to that Mission Pro Wrestling, but uh, we'll keep our eyes out for that one. I'm, I might actually try to come up with some, some funds to get that on pay-per-view or something if possible but we ought to just go down to texas and see this in person or that yeah might be might be cheaper than uh, the pay-per-view the way these things are going here lately probably so <laughs> oh i'm thinking of aew pay-per-views never mind so did you want to give your last would this be your fifth prediction or fourth 
Yeah, it'll be my last one. Um, I think, and, and this isn't probably should have this probably should have been lower on the list because it's not very exciting. But I think, and for a while, we're still going just to continue seeing a lot of that YouTube um, sort of filler shows that we've been seeing. Um, mm-hmm. And not they haven't done a ten pounds of gold in a while, but they've been doing like some highlight shows lately, like the Five on It series. Um, and they've they've had some shows on there like about the the rivalries between Tim Storm and uh, Nick Aldis. But I think if they can get get another creative guy, like another Dave Lagana, somebody that can just sort of champion this stuff and, and get them producing again, because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to remember that's all they had for a couple years was the 10 pounds of gold uh, on YouTube. You know, there really wasn't much else. So yeah, um, I guess they're used to working with very few resources, but they just got to get a guy in there. And it can't just be somebody doing it on the side. I mean, they need, like, somebody to really work this stuff, set it up. You know, it would be wishful thinking if they could get somebody in there, like a Jim Cornette, to um, to kind of run things. I know he's not interested in doing it anymore, but uh, but that would be great. Which leads me to my fifth prediction. And it does have to do with Jim Cornette. He's not going to be returning to book the program but i do think he might come back to call the matches that's my oh wow wishful thinking prediction number five that is a yeah i would love that and i know a lot of fans would love that too and uh you know even if he wasn't calling matches or booking or anything this guy could write he could write the scripts he could write the storylines from his home in kentucky and right you know just say here here's the plan guys you know here's what you need to do to make this work and you know, he could be a consultant from afar. Uh, yep. But man, it would be great to have him back on color again because, I mean, you know, S- Stu Bennett is gone. So, well, they lost Stu Bennett, and Cornette did say on one of his podcasts that he would never work for the NWA as long as Lagana is involved. Ah, uh, were his exact words. So, hey, okay. <laughs> well, um, do you have any thoughts on what a future power? theme song might be oh man they gotta bring back the docking right i you know i was thinking about this earlier today and i thought you know they would be very wise to bring back the docking into the fire song everybody wants that to happen yeah but if you but if you think okay so docking was the 80s then they did the pantera song was the 90s <sighs> what's what what's an what's an audis band you know limp biscuit or corn or something i mean surely Gosh. they're not going to do that i mean billy has more class than that doesn't he <laughs> I, would, I would hope so i'd rather them use bruno mars than than either of those bands to be honest with you but oh <laughs> well, yeah i mean why not um I I I feel like they have to go back to that original theme song. They they have to. People want that. Yeah. They've been wanting that since they changed it. You know, many people would mark out if the first episode of Power use that. <laughs> Either that or accept balls to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Equally as good, I should say. No, you know what? That was in the the movie The Wrestler, though. So they can't do that. I forgot oh, about it? that. Oh, wow. It was actually in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's such a perfect song for this sort of thing. Yeah. And I always feel bad for my mom making David take that record back, but <laughs> <laughs> I should buy it for him for his birthday. 
I just remember seeing that record cover and being disturbed by it, you know, and I wasn't yeah. even sure what I was looking at. But <laughs> no, it, we were so young. We were like, what in the? I was like, what? what it, it was like, a, it's a close up of like a hand holding like a, a ball or something. Not, not, not like, not like a testicle, but like no, an actual like, like spherical a, yeah. object here. Yeah. And I believe the guy's in like his underwear or something, isn't he? Or I think he's wearing like S and M leather type stuff or something. Something. Yeah. It's really it's disturbing yeah, when you're really like, when you're eight years old, it's disturbing. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> well, this is going uh, off the rails. <laughs> <sighs> so I think that's it for the NWA for a while. I don't think they're going to have anything else because there's no UWN. I mean, for all we know, we we say this every time. This could be our last show too. It, it so could it be, just, uh, at least until it very something well could be starts at up least here. So I have to think of a different uh, topic here before too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for supporting us through 2020. And uh, things can only get better, as the song says. But we appreciate you listening. Until next time, bye-bye, everybody. See you. Back into the Fire is produced by Joe Till and me, Andy Hayworth. If you enjoyed the show, give us a nice review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back Into the Fire or email us at backintothefirepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.